0: I had a Vietnamese iced coffee Before you got here What's in that? Oh well pho? It's, It is not a pho <laughs> It's not a racist term for pho It's uh, what the a A normal coffee With Ice? uh The blood of imperialists in it
1: Ooh, So it's a
0: Or condensed <laughs> milk <laughs> So it's Alyssa a North Vietnamese out.
1: Iced coffee or a South Vietnamese? I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, we could. Do I need this. to Ken Burnsify my brain,
0: dude. It, does Ken Burns suck or not?
1: Yeah, I kind of well, thought
0: he did. I thought he was like a lib revisionist.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he's, I, you know, he's got good things to contribute to the fucking media.
0: He seems better than most people.
1: Um, yeah, he makes he makes very takes a very basic topic does like a
2: 9 hour documentary And he's got about funny it. hair. Yeah. I, hair I, I sucks. Think he's good, but I think he falls into that trap like a lot of historians do where they like act like the war was inevitable every time. Yeah. And they never really talk well, about imperialism. Wouldn't this story well, the story be better? I haven't well, watched the Vietnam. Well, the thing that made me
0: started the revolutionary war.
1: <laughs> well, I did the old uh, I watched for 10 minutes and then <laughs> poof, I'm above this to the Vietnam documentary yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. the line that oh. made me do that was, uh, he was like, there was something, um, about like, well, our heart was in the right place. <laughs> like, we just overstayed our, yeah. This
0: country's government, the right? Right place.
1: We overextended I got ourselves. We in tested my the limits. Now, bitch. Whoever the, well, the, it was the, uh, the narration. Oh, yeah God. That's yeah.
0: Terrible. That's moderate bullshit.
1: Well, I posted a thing about my, my old man, uh, recorded an audio book, um, Kill anything that moves is the is the name of the book and he did the audiobook. Yeah, for it's it. a super famous Kill book. Kill anything that moves, read by Don Lee. You can find it online.
0: I fucking will, dude. It's the, 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 I want to hear your dad whisper your atrocities dad to book? me. No,
1: he he read the he oh, read, he read it, it for the audiobook. Oh yeah, okay, that's and right. It's, yeah. We shit in their mouths. That, that's exactly, that exactly shit, what it is. We yeah, took it's a like, second
0: shit right in their mouths. <sighs> it's
1: so disturbing to listen to. Just yeah. the most heinous, awful. Human rights violations being read by my father.
0: We burned down their village. "Quote, 'Cause Uncle Sam ain't take no guff," said Corporal <laughs> Bad Boy. Dude, we, that's a. That's we a, aborted
1: a fetus and replaced it with a grenade. Like that's <laughs> the type of thing. It's. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, the we
1: took all of the water and and replaced it with bleach from the
2: village.
0: The the Vietnamese slang going through. What? What's up? Are we recording? Yeah.
2: All oh, right. You didn't do an intro, so I was confused. No. Well, no. we can always. I kind of you know. like
0: just going into it, and then when that we do the interview, we'll do an intro.
2: Cool. Cool.
0: Anyway. Uh, people are going to listen
1: to this wanting to hear interesting facts about the election, and then hear my <laughs> uh, the abortion thing.
0: Well, let's talk about it. Um, it's Thursday, the second of November. The primary last year was a sham. Yep. You
2: just found out. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. We had no suspicions about this yeah. at all. No one, well, this uh, did. Sa- no
0: it, one felt would say this a lot out loud last year without any real proof and just a lot of emotion behind it.
1: Yeah, but that—that's the thing. Is like there was. I mean, it's—it's something that everybody kind of intuitively knew, but because there was no evidence, like you might as well be saying that uh you know there is uh, someone at the grassy knoll like it's not as
0: a bernie supporter in new york i kind of wondered like okay so no one seems enthusiastic about clinton here and people are really into bernie but maybe it's just a new york thing and so i was like maybe that's just my bubble and like people are kind of just apathetic and uh, want a chosen uh uh, dressed up monarch to kind of just keep control of the party but then as more and more details come out and it did seem like this at the time there was like material pressure shifting votes and uh campaign funds over to one side like it wasn't a fair race yeah i I don't know
1: if he would have won though had it been more you know, squeaky clean in terms yeah,
0: of. Yeah, I was. We fucking will never know now because <laughs> yeah. it I, wasn't fair. I was
2: kind of wary of using the term rig for a long time. Um, yeah, ever since you worked on that boat. Yeah. yeah. How did you know about that? <laughs> yeah, and uh, but just because it's like, uh, well, they didn't control votes, but they did things as simple as, you know, debate scheduling and questioning right. and stuff like that. It's like uh, there was obviously a uh, institutional. Bias at work. Yeah. But this is good because I think once those things become more and more obvious, um, more liberal people who liked Bernie but were for Clinton will just have to recognize, or maybe they won't, who knows. Um, Jen Kirkman has already uh, <laughs> sounded off. Yeah, yeah, Toro yeah. Donna Brazil,
0: take. or as she's known in Russia, Agent Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> she's secretly... Agent uh, Brazilian-off. <laughs> <laughs> Is she just wearing a
1: mask and she turns out to be like a white dude? Yeah, <laughs> Or dude. like a Russian she's, white bro?
0: She's the first Antifa super soldier to step out. Uh, her.
2: I tweeted about that, and uh, Arish Arsing, friend of the show, uh, goes, She does not disappoint. And link to her tweet, Jen Kirkman's, it says, Is Donna B. compromised too? Like divine and Saint Sandy, this is so confusing. It's Saint Sanders.
0: I've had to like totally block her from my feed because she makes me too mad. Yeah,
2: the new accusation reads like a Trump tweet. Well, I'm sorry I just triggered you, but uh, yeah, yeah, you're tri- you
0: know that I'm a Kirkman victim of just reading the things she writes. Doesn't
2: that look what like is it was
0: cron- written? What does, does that
1: mean? It's crony. A, the word is I crony, thought it was As Matt, in, is
0: what they call the Russian spies. So yeah. she
1: thinks that Putin she is...
2: She thinks Bernie is like a crony for Putin.
1: Okay, I got that. But Brazil. Brazil. What is Donna doing? Oh, yeah, doing? Too. Yeah, yeah. So Donna is a is a pawn of Putin because she's... Because she was working for Hillary, and then she waited nine
0: months to turn on her. Oh, long so to turn on, Is
1: she saying that the things she's pointing out are false, or... Leads no. back no.
2: to the white bear. But doesn't I'll, this read like it w- it's written by, like, a Pepe account?
1: <laughs> this re- Yeah, this reads like somebody is, like... Well, she's f- gone about to- insane. Yeah.
0: She's, like, not forming sentences anymore.
1: Well, have I told you my master plan about Miss M- Kirkman? That no, I-
0: did this come from down from the Central Committee? Oh, don't give it away. Don't give it away? Or is this I think an I know independent what you're plan?
2: About.
1: I've told you. She's not going to listen to this, but Jack here's Kirkman? what I want to do. Yeah, this is what I want to do. Contact her. Find some way to contact her and say, like... Hey Jen Kirkman, I'm uh, Andersley here. I'm in the uh, <laughs> leftist, I'm in the leftist brocialist podcasting community um, uh, member, and I just I feel like you're the only person I can talk to about this. There is a lot of infiltration with uh, Russians around my social circles, and I just want someone here. to confide in. We've
0: been compromised. <laughs> yeah, and
1: we get her to like start tweeting about. I have one Bernie bro who's remaining anonymous. <laughs> Who is spilling? And I just like tell her ludicrous things like <laughs> yeah, that. The, Putin You're a come- deep throat, dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we should pick. We should pick a time and do this. When would be the best time to upset this uh, wild, powerful woman?
2: Christmas. I don't know. Christmas. Let's fuck <laughs> around the show. Merry <laughs> Christmas. <ruin> her Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: from the Tsar <laughs> uh,
2: We're all fans of Jen. We're just kidding around. This is an ir- irony rant, yeah. guys. This is an irony riff.
1: I love. By the way, okay, so Donna Brazil. Uh, begins this show. article she takes like three or four paragraphs just setting up the mood in which she called Bernie Sanders she's like, like listening like to gospel yeah <laughs> yes. yeah. the like,
2: last line is crazy she's like I found the cancer but I cannot can't. defeat it Or what something. no
0: I won't kill the patient yeah yeah that's, that's what, what she what it is. that's not even the end of the article it
2: keeps going for fucking it's ever it's like a John Grisham novel it's weird. when I hung
1: up the call to Bernie I started to cry not out of guilt but out of anger we would go forward we had to well
0: donna we're here for you
1: so they so they were basically donna. grinning and bearing it for like and that's something people have accused bernie of not being enthusiastic enough about well people often, often accuse dog.
0: bernie of making women cry and here he is doing it again <laughs> in front of the whole wide web um True. also i mean the big change about just a uh inside betrayal from the dnc uh staffing is now we can just openly start saying it on tv like that yeah. thing that made you freak out around a half hour ago elizabeth warren
2: yeah primary was rigged she, she was uh she was on cnn talking to jake tapper discussing donna brazil's piece that ran in politico today and he very flatly asked her, like, do you think the primary is rigged? And she very blatantly said yes. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which, you That's know, I Brett wish says. she had said something a year ago, but what are you going to do? It's
0: not like she's on our podcast. She's on TV.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. A smaller platform.
2: Yeah. Not as big she's as our podcast. She's not reaching as many um, hip
0: dudes in Brooklyn with, with CNN.
2: Yeah. Apparently not. I mean, this on our rigged thing, because
1: it depends? Oh, on, does rigged imply something illegal? Because uh, nah, well instance, maybe illegal
2: according to DNC bylaws, but I don't know. Is it? I well
1: in general, like I don't think it. I mean, because you look at New York State, the law, and this isn't directly because of Bernie Sanders, but the law for the the primary is you have to register. In October, you had to register October 2015 as a Democrat. I had to change my registration October 2015 for the primary, which wasn't until April. So everyone who's an independent uh, and wanted to switch their registration couldn't do that. Wait,
0: right, that's bad practices and was right. Uh, that's legal. Totally fucked us. Yeah. yeah,
1: that yeah that lost him New York State, but it was wasn't illegal, you nope, know. But it was still like a that. rigged, you know you use the law in a shitty way that's I would consider that a rigged corrupt yeah. yeah it's
2: definitely corrupt I wish
0: I had a time machine to go back one year and tell 2016 Alex uh, uh, that Trump to keep sh- being mad <laughs> 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 it would change everything yeah did you
2: stop being mad
0: um I got tired of it it's like month three into oh, Trump. like i don't know it's, there's only so much you can yeah around april
2: i think after bernie lost super tuesday i just kind of disengaged because I, I really the it really started the uh, become grading for me so i'm just like i'm just gonna tune out get and, back uh, into
0: wood or metal working
2: yeah, something like that. Open a homeless shelter for I was cats. soldering electronics and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then I just kind of uh, passively followed along. I'm like, I like Bernie, and Hillary's probably going to be president. And here we are. Yeah. So, I'm it, sorry. I disappointed everybody. And Well, c- can you imagine
1: how shitty would it would be if Trump had won against Bernie? Like That, that would, would be, be terrible. Be, yeah, that would be an even bigger... Like, at least... We have this to show that, yeah.
0: (laughs) Imagine this. Putin loses against Trump. Wow. Yeah. Bernie tags in Putin, his best friend. Putin runs. We all line up behind Putin as soldiers in the Red Army. (laughs) Antifa soldiers? No, not until after the Antifa loss. Super Soldiers. Before you we're see just that? civilians. Did you see Crank yeah, Nelson? Yeah, they fucking banned Crank. <laughs> I was so mad. I mean, they brought
2: enough. him back, but... So Crank Nelson posted a thing. Is like, uh, I can't wait for uh, next year when Antifa so- Super Soldiers uh, execute white parents in Whoa. the town square.
0: <laughs> and then uh, Bill Mitchell, I think, was yeah, like... Yeah, Bill Mitchell linked to Gateway They're already Pundit. talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill
2: Mitchell linked to a Gateway Pundit article acting like it was real there's a wikipedia article about it now i think yeah uh the super soldier gate yikes um uh here's
0: something that i just uh looked into in the last week i'm sure everyone else has seen is ice has a twitter account and the things they put out are fucking ridiculous
2: what (laughs) oh yeah they're like we don't
0: not all heroes wear capes and it'll just be like an ice agent and it's like why is this the one picture you didn't get of you guys dragging a family through the streets (laughs)
2: Yeah, one, well, yeah, one modern was... modern Gestapo? Holy shit. Well one was them bragging about how they never uh, camp out in front of like hospitals or like <laughs> offices. We it's wait
0: until like, they're walking again like, shoot them in the it's fucking like, spot. you detained
2: a girl right after she got surgery. <laughs>
0: I can't wait for the 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 um, uh, Starship Troopers style recruitment videos for ICE coming out in two or three years when they're like, guys, we need some groundswell <laughs> here. Let's get the people excited about ICE.
2: Well, they're Let's gonna have to be
0: over this this sea of dissidents. All the <laughs> they...
2: pictures of them are just them having a good time in the office yeah. too. They are gonna they're have to be airborne pretty okay. soon.
1: Like they're gonna need to be flying because that's where most of the immigration comes from is planes. Yeah. So they're going to have to, like, do some sky shit. They're going to have, like, jetpacks and...
0: Like intercept planes? Yeah. Like plane on pl- like you dock a plane and then you send in your hit squad?
1: Right, and you throw, like, ice on the ice. Right,
0: right. If they used weapons made out of ice, I'd <laughs> still be mad, but you'd, they'd get a lot of points for me right. for that.
1: <laughs> and oh.
0: older things like javelins and throwing stars. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Let's go in to our interview.
1: Thank you for tuning the left chest. Anders Lee here with my co-host Alex Batak.
0: Hi, intern here.
1: and Raghav of Meta. Hello. We are uh, joined this week by Renee Parody. She is a an attorney at law as well as an organizer for the Democratic Socialists of America, active in the electoral working group. Thanks for joining us, Renee. Great
0: to be here. A soldier of the law. <laughs> uh,
1: well, we do have an election coming up here in New York City on Tuesday. Uh, definitely want to get to that. But first, I'm sure you have uh, been checking the news today uh i wanted to start by getting your reaction to these the revelations about um the dnc primary that uh, donna brazil has, has revealed it was quote-unquote rigged
0: the brazil affair
1: yeah is is this uh surprising to you at all or what's your no, response i mean, to that? I think
3: that a lot of this was was known in different ways it just wasn't reported sort of all at once um but that the like i've been, look too deeply into it but my understanding is she was basically talking about the system where the Hillary campaign was raising money for local parties for state parties and then funneling it back into her coffers uh in a way that uh made allowed her campaign infrastructure to have some control over the party and I think that that's all sort of been known uh it's I think the big news is that Donna Brazile is willing to say the word rigged um but
0: yeah, it's fuck. I mean, it's <laughs> fucked up. Hillary still uses the word coffers too. <laughs> yeah, that's something I, mean, I always never liked about her.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. it's on the list for sure. But you know, I mean, I I think that the, I think it's it certainly didn't help the parties having it. You know, being in the bag for Hillary. But I do think that it wasn't the reason that Bernie didn't win the primary, and that um, it's a i mean i think that if you look at how popular bernie is even among like hillary voters that uh we've sort of won the uh wider conversation and focus on the 2016 primary and relitigating it i think does not help the cause of moving the democratic party to the left
0: maybe you know more about this though um was there something of, like, a purge at the DNC, like, a few weeks ago? Yeah, um, I
3: mean, I've only read news stories that, or, or stuff that comes from, like, you know, Bernie supporters, so I don't know that, that it's the full story, but basically there are a couple of sort of longtime DNC members who had either, a couple of them were Bernie supporters, but one of them was actually a Hillary supporter during the primary, but she was an Ellison supporter during the, the race for chair, and they were uh, sort of dismissed. Um And so people are sort of up in arms over that. And, uh, you know, one of them is like the only Arab American member of the whatever body he was he was uh, taken off of. So I haven't seen like the other side reaction to it. So, you know, I I don't want to get ahead of my skis, but it didn't it didn't look great. It looked a little bit like settling of scores.
0: Right. And that's the risk of having a purge. If you have one night where all crime is legal, anything can happen. And that means people on your side can lose out. Uh, The president might be trapped in a room with a man with a clown mask who drives into him with a golf cart of some kind. Uh, uh, And the ultra-rich barricade themselves away.
2: All common scenarios. (laughs) Uh,
1: Moving forward, like, in general, how, with all these factors, how capable do you think the Democratic Party is of moving to the left, to the progressive left, or even having a a sort of socialist uh, tendency as a— a prevalent one in in the democratic party. Do you think that's like a real possibility moving forward or do you think that's uh kind of a lost cause?
3: So in the um in the legal sort of academic literature, there's this idea of like when you say the party, who do you mean? Do you mean like the people who work at the DNC do you mean the people who are work at state parties do you mean people who self identify as democrats or do you mean people who vote for democrats or do you mean people who are democratically elected to office like and and i mean who are democrats and are elected to office and i think that the party structures are really deeply sort of small C conservative. I mean, I, the number of people who I heard like saying like, well, Bernie's not a real Democrat, as though having um, like a tribal affiliation to a party is more important than the policies that you actually want to see enacted to like help people's lives is really distasteful to me. Uh, so I, I'm i a little bit skeptical of um, some of the people who want to go in and try and like take over the party, quote unquote. I do think that the the structural uh constraints of American politics mean that a third party system, um, third party uh, gambit is unlikely to be successful in the long run and and just isn't a good way of doing it. So I think for me the idea of like trying to run people within the primaries like Bernie himself who um, you know are going to to be further to the left is the way to go. I think the other big structural concern and and you know something that, a lot of people have been talking about, and and I think is 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 really important to keep our eyes on is the way that Democrats aren't like um, corrupt and corporatist because they're bad people. I mean, they may be bad people, but it's a structural issue that you need money to run campaigns, and the people who have money uh, tend to be sort of these neoliberal, you know, third way. Like, um, I'm all for gay marriage, and that makes me progressive, even if I you know work at a company where uh, we're not paying workers. Um, A
0: living wage Um, So It's almost as if Having an immense amount of wealth Somehow predetermines Mm -hmm. you against passing legislation against people with massive amounts of wealth.
3: Yeah, it's 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 I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a structural issue. I you know, material. It's a monocle thing. There's something there's something going on there that I think, uh, you know, we, we have.
0: We Anders, do you want to flesh like out that. that monocle
2: comment? <laughs> no, <you're> right <laughs> where it is. <laughs> I think he said all he needs to say.
1: They're short sighted. They only see out of one eye. Well, the uh, for those of, uh, who are listening or maybe not so familiar with, uh, DSA uh, stands for Democratic Socialists of America. I got to note that we're using DSA as a shorthand. Not everyone knows the acronym. But, oh shit, uh, that's
0: what it's, it's about? That's, that's <laughs> what it is. It's many Russian code words. I've been yeah. doing this
2: podcast for months.
1: <laughs> it's not Diabetic Sewage Administration, I'm afraid <laughs> to say. But uh, one of the sort of tactics that's been um, sort of... Uh, I don't know if this has officially been embraced by DSA, but it it seems that this is uh, the way um, we pursue elections a lot, is the inside-outside strategy. And I know a lot of members are um, fans of that. Can you maybe explain what that is for those who are not familiar?
3: Um, I admit that I assume that I know what the inside-outside strategy is and that I'm engaged in it, but... um, uh, uh, that, that basically the idea is that you have your own, um, you have your own set of positions, which you can cooperate with other people to get what you want. So you know that that rather than being sort of in our little um, bubble and only ever running people who are interested in um, uh, being ideologically perfect and running on a third-party socialist line, um, that you can. Uh, when it's appropriate, collaborate with people who, um, agree with you on, on, on the issues that you're concerned about, but not necessarily on everything. Um, that being said, you know, the, the, what, what DSA has really done, like mostly as far as I've seen in terms of our electoral work set, you know, this year and last year is that, um, the people that we're endorsing are, not you know that that to get a national DSA endorsement you have to be running as an open socialist. So there are a lot of people who are running on Democratic Party lines, but who um, who we have a real ideologically ideological consonance with, where there aren't a lot of issues where we're um, where there's a huge amount of difference. I don't know if that'll be different. Like this year was was mostly municipal elections because it's an off year. Um, the only you know place where there are serious sort of state elections that that local DSA chapters have gotten involved with I think is Virginia I haven't heard much out of New Jersey um but uh so it's very easy when it's a municipal election to find somebody who's going to be perfectly uh in line with you but uh we'll see what happens next year when um it's going to be bigger races cuz it'll be state and federal legislative races
0: well, That could be good right because we'll have more time to build and send our tendrils out
3: Yeah I,
0: I they inner working
3: We're I mean uh, I know in the, the New York Electoral Working Group and the Brooklyn Electoral Working Group in particular, we're already sort of engaged in planning and meeting with potential candidates and thinking really hard about where can we um, do work. And so that yeah, it's it's really exciting to have like a lot a lot longer lead time um, this year.
0: Do you
1: think that the policy of having to be a out and out socialists can have its its drawbacks, though. I'm thinking of like the the Zephyr Teachouts of the world, who may not um, describe themselves as a socialist, but still have uh, p- policy positions that would be in line with DSA.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm actually not a supporter of that as a as a um, as a lit as an absolute litmus test. I think that um, if someone's with us on the issues. Uh, that that it can be limiting to insist that that people use that word especially when we have a lot of members that don't necessarily that are like you know still coming to terms with what they believe and where they are Um, uh, and so I think that if you have a situation where you can everything else is in line right like I don't what I don't think we should do is sort of um, endorse everybody who's better than their primary opponent like I still think mm-hmm. you know being selective is important but I don't think that an absolute litmus test is, is 100% necessary and not I mean not especially for the zephyr teach outs of the world but for places where that are not New York City where people are not necessarily going to be excited about running uh, as an open socialist uh, you know when they're you know someone like um, uh, gosh Randy Bryce iron stash in Wisconsin right like you know, mm-hmm. he's got this incredible, you know, class consciousness. He's a union member. He's great. He's running against Paul Ryan. Um, I don't think that he identifies as an open socialist. And I don't know if he could, he probably couldn't win a, a district that's been gerrymandered for Paul Ryan if he did. Um, I don't know like what, whether or not uh, he makes sense as a DSA endorsee. but you could see someone like that where it's a really good opportunity um, to elect someone who's consonant with their values.
0: Do you think this maybe makes sense in like a long term scheme, though, where after I mean, hypothetically, uh, we've been endorsing candidates that, you know, win a few races slowly over the coming years then uh, people who want support from us might lean into that later.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that with the electoral work, it's important to think of that in terms of, like, you have a one-year strategy, you have a five-year strategy, you have a 20-year strategy,
0: you have a 50-year Some kind strategy. of plan that could happen in five years <laughs> or four years. Exactly. There's no term for it. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, uh got about me. half a decade. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, back to litmus testing though that uh, it really segmenting the people who are just now joining ranks of organizational grassroots politics uh, does lead us to a very interesting place where ideally and I'm fingers crossed you know this hasn't happened yet we could hopefully mirror a structure similar to the Scientology movement <laughs> Because after uh, a certain amount of time, you know, words like syndicalist, uh, socialist, Marxist-Leninist, social democrat become kind of con- convoluted, and you could just start turning it to level one. <laughs> Who's clear? D- uh, what dianetic
2: is- socialism. Of yes, yeah. <laughs>
0: material dianetic
1: Dianetic dialectics. Uh, <laughs> so there we go.
0: It's hard to fucking say. <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> uh, well, turning to someone who who does self-identify as a socialist and is running for office this year uh jabari brisport Mm -hmm. is uh running for city council here in brooklyn in in crown heights um can you talk a little bit about about who he is and his campaign
0: the actor
3: (laughs) yeah so uh jabari is from the district uh grew up there um and he uh is running as uh on both the green party line and as a socialist uh, literally on the socialist party line so um uh, our, our DSA folks, not me so much, but other folks did an incredible amount of work to get um, him on the ballot uh, as a socialist and his signature issue is definitely um, housing is a human right. Uh, he's been really involved and on the front lines of protesting the um, Bedford Union Armory deal which would have uh, you know allowed a Trump-supporting developer, private developer to build uh, luxury housing uh, on public land um and trying to get that deal killed he actually uh got um unclear it looks like he was detained rather than arrested but uh was was involved Mm -hmm. in a protest trying to disrupt um a meeting that to approve that uh just a couple of days ago so that's that's his 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 big thing is is affordable housing for people in in his district and the crown heights neighborhood is one that's sort of rapidly gentrifying it's the um location of the famous uh uh Bullet wall hole drink
0: give-off of a couple of ah, weeks the ago. bullet wall hole drink.
3: Yeah, the 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 woman who's not from New York and who's white who uh, oh. advertised the bar like a drink for the bar with like this is the you know bullet in the wall. right 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 Right. like
0: uh when you're looking for a place to go out with your friends but you want something that's real and that's been you know shot recently yeah (laughs) while you're colonizing an area
3: exactly so So, and then uh he's very focused on criminal justice reform you know uh closing rikers um he uh has been endorsed by the movement for black lives uh there's you know after dsa they're probably like this the second um, most sort of grassroots involvement in his campaign. Um, and the woman he's running against, uh, Lori Cumbo, is an incumbent who had initially supported the Bedford uh, uh, Armory deal, but then when people started um, pushing back, she claims now that she's against it. But um, there have been situations where council members have claimed to be against developments, so and then once they get reelected, they suddenly shift their tune. So
0: I think people are a little skeptical of that. Lori Incumbo, we call her, oh. because she's an incumbent, folks.
1: Incumbo to that one. Uh, well, De Blasio, <laughs> from what I've heard, is kind of treating this race as a referendum on the armory deal. So even though uh, Combo, in in theory, is against it, he he's campaigning as if it uh, she's she's a, a solid yes. Yeah, which um, will
3: tell you something about how solid her, her no is.
1: Right. But she's, uh, I've also heard she's not really taking Jabari that seriously, uh, from what I understand, she's on maternity leave, which, you know, more power to her. That's, that's great. But, uh, is that, is there a pretty decent chance you think that he could pull this off and win?
3: You know, um, they're doing a great job out there and really knocking on doors and, uh, 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 I'll, I'll just I'll say that uh, any anybody who's running as a third party candidate in New York faces an uphill battle that the uh, the last in the last cycle, um, the best uh, any Green Party candidate did was about eight, 10 or 8 percent in one of these council races.
0: Plus, it's bad luck to just say yes, Anders. Well, that's true. It's <laughs> happening next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. What else do we have going on in New York? Um, is the Fleidner write-in officially a DSA Not campaign? Not at all. No. <laughs> I just, I saw him, I think we've talked about his other show, but he was at the DSA talent show singing a song. <laughs> oh, what did he sing? He sang uh, a no, Bruce you're, Springsteen you're, song. Yeah,
3: guess, guess which one? What's his signature issue?
1: Uh, running, Born to Run. Born is he a marathon to Run. Guy?
3: No. That's the answer. No. Uh, well, what did he? It's American Skin.
0: Oh, oh, the shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I was going on like two after him, so I wasn't really listening, but I was like, he's really stretching this out. Huh? That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a really yeah,
2: strange song to cover at a talent show. It,
3: well, except that, it, I mean, you know, yeah, absolutely. It was, it, it, it was on the nose. But yeah, I heard... Uh, uh, He's, he was not a DSA endorsed candidate at that point, and um, nor is he now. Um,
0: he did not ask.
2: Actually, not after that performance. Um, <laughs> not
0: impressed. No,
3: no, no, no. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that uh, I was I was slightly <laughs> concerned about the fact that, that anyway. I'm I'm the compliance person for uh, our political committee, and and sort of charged with making sure that we don't uh, do improper election things. And I, I I definitely left the room at that point.
0: <laughs> Right, right, right.
1: Fair enough. Well, the, uh, well for people who are interested, it's spelled F-L-I-E-D-N-E-R, not E-I. Uh, but, but you
0: have to know, because if you want to vote for him, you have to write him in. You have to write him right in. Cy yep. Vance. Um, um,
1: but uh, something that is, this is, admittedly, I am undecided on a particular issue uh, that I really wanted to get your thoughts on. There is a constitutional convention up for a vote. It could be a constitutional yes. convention. Yes. <laughs> Um, it's hard to say hard to say and har- even harder to, to arbitrate in a way that would benefit a, the progressive uh, people in New York State um what are your are your thoughts on this? What are things that socialists and, le, and left minded people should say? People... What it is first? Yeah. yeah. So
3: so the con con, which is the way that most people say it to avoid having the mouthful, uh, ungainly mouthful, is um, basically every twenty years. It sounds like a
0: candy. Yeah. It's mm-hmm.
3: it's it it sounds a little bit also like can can, which makes it sound a lot more fun than it is.
0: It's not fun at all. No, uh, they... I mean
3: it. It might be, but um, so the con con every twenty years, New Yorkers get to decide whether or not to convene a constitutional convention, at which basically the entire constitution is up for amendment and revision. And uh, this year we vote on whether or not to hold the convention, and then next year in the fall of twenty eighteen we would vote on the delegates to the convention. And then the delegates would all go meet in uh, the first half of 2019. And then whatever they came up with would be on the ballot as as referenda, as either a single referendum or multiple referenda, depending on how they decide to structure it for voters to vote up or down on in uh, 2019. So it's sort of a three year process. And I'm for it because I'm interested in burning Albany to the ground. I think that New York has Mm -hmm. an incredibly dysfunctional uh state legislative system, just incredibly dysfunctional state government overall. Um our court system is uh arcane and intricate. We have something like 11 trial courts um which no other state has. Like my my home state of California has one. Um uh That's a good number. Yeah. <laughs> um, the lonely one though. We have, you know, the the country's longest uh party change deadline, which means that you can't actually run these insurgent campaigns terribly effectively in the democratic party because you can't you have to register people a year in advance um just all of these things that that make the state so dysfunctional that albany we're never going to be able to change unless we have a constitutional convention and this seems to me to be a propitious year because the delegates will be voted in in what everyone is imagining is going to be a wave year for democrats and potentially for, for progressives as well um you know next year is next year's fall elections um i think the the best argument on the other side is basically given how tough it is to get progressives elected in general um what makes you think that having you know 160 odd additional elections in 2018 and then uh having to do the up or down vote in 2019 is going to be an election that that we're successful at with any of the you know, amazing things that people want, right? People are saying, oh, we could abolish cash bail. And like, that would be great. But in order to abolish cash bail, you have to get delegates elected who want to do that. And then you have to beat like the bail bonds lobby in terms of their spending that gets done at the, um, you know, in 2019, on and on and on. And so, why put yourself through all of this when you may not get what you want in the end? Um, and I, I absolutely see the, the, um, the force of that argument i in fact think it's incredibly likely we don't get many of the things that that we want in a constitutional convention but i don't think there's any other way to solve how broken new york
0: is as a political system well what, what kind of like what's the word for this what, what's like the prevailing logic of that of the, the, cons- uh, the cons- cynicism the cons- though because i mean it seems like the idea behind it is achieving progressive goals through uh political means is so difficult that if we have more uh, votes in elections than we usually do we'll just lose more um and it's just an acceleration of the same process Uh, if you have any kind of momentum it seems like something you'd want to do
3: yeah and i think the people who are behind it feel that there is momentum around progressive uh causes right now in new york state and will be through to next year
0: um, right, because not liking Trump is trendy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're very rarely trendy, the uh, grassroots electoral uh, gang. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there are obviously a lot of uh, cons to the con con, but I think the pros of the con con, uh, like these that are things. the cons of the con Yeah, I mean these are things. Well, these are fights that you have to have anyway. that's what that's that's what i was trying to
0: say i think
3: yeah and i mean i think that the the to me the thing that that makes me like the most sure that i'm that i'm i'm right so i is one that you know often the people who are con 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 will say is (laughs) you know like all of your friends are con 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 like all the unions the wfp and planned parenthood and that's true but so is so are the Republicans, so is the Conservative Party, so is the Rifle Association, so is Right to Life, that basically anybody who holds any kind of power or has figured out how to work the New York political system is against ConCon, and the people who are for it are, are much more insurgent and much more outsidery. Um, and then the other thing is that the people who are against the ConCon have called themselves New Yorkers Against Corruption which to me is just the most pandering like we don't have an actual thing to sell you so we're going to scare you. Maybe. So you're saying <laughs>
0: you're for corruption.
3: That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> what a pro con con vote means. You're you're
0: for corruption. This is going to be devastating if you ever run for office. <laughs> This, this, New this is, this, yeah, this, might as, is, this is just scratching the surface of of
3: what would be problematic if I ran for. A is. <laughs>
1: she has another group, uh, New Yorkers against walking here. That's. Uh, <laughs> yeah! I I will say, like an, an- little anecdote. In uh, I'm from Minnesota, as is Ragav. Uh, Ragav, sorry, I don't want to risk What's around. Your my friend's last, my friend's name. Uh, <laughs> But uh, a few years ago, there was a vote to legalize same sex marriage, and um it was a like a statewide referendum and a lot of progressive groups were saying, "Don't do it, this is going to be a disaster we're going to lose," and ended up uh, going through in two thousand twelve um so that you know i i think I I'm, I'm think i'm in the in the, in the yes column uh if it can happen in the north. It can happen in... Yeah, well, we'll see.
0: If... The other part of the... <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean, I, I think for me, like, I'm I'm deeply cynical. Like, I don't necessarily think there's a good chance for great things with ConCon, but um, I'm so cynical about New York State politics that I'm out of desperation interested in blowing everything up.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I did want to ask, too, this is a, a kind of a... Some people would call a wacky idea. I think it could be good. Um... Uh, in 2018 Cuomo is up for re-election mm-hmm. Now DSA as we Corey mentioned earlier Cuomo. Is not yeah, he, Bad guy, nobody likes him uh, DSA we does not have Our own ballot line, it's not a political party So some people have been talking about Running a uh, Socialist as a Republican to challenge Cuomo Is that an idea that you think Would work?
0: No <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> silence as america is triggered by <laughs> Anders' extreme ideas. <laughs> so,
3: I, so well, the first thing is the the thing that i just mentioned about the um, the party registration issue literally mm-hmm. uh no one who is already registered to vote can change to become a republican at this point in time for the primary for the governor
1: Oh, well. So, is that, <laughs> that, is uh, that an argument
0: blumber. for why we should have registration switches s- closer to it so we can move these yeah, 30 so dimensional can... chess campaigns you know, and start I, running I think, socialists I think and Republicans? The, the and... argument
3: for why we should have party switches closer is because these 30 dimensional chess campaigns rarely actually take place. And what the party affiliation deadline does is fence out younger voters, infrequent voters um you know people who are uh less familiar with the system who are not who don't know that they need to to do this like i think i i was the voter protection person for both bernie and for obama during the primary in new york city and just calls all day long for people who missed the affiliation deadline and were just heartbroken and crying that they couldn't vote for the candidate that they loved
0: so much mm, um, we saw that well i mean as someone who took physics in high school if you if there was a 30 dimensional move happening in a three dimensional plane, you wouldn't even be able to see it because it'd be too big. Yeah. Um, so that's just <laughs> something to consider. They're probably happening all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, the, yeah also,
3: like if we did want to run a socialist as for governor, which I don't think we should do because it's let's do it. Cause a governor's race is so much work. And uh-huh. um, I don't want to ever encourage people to be doing, uh, work that's going to sort of go down it, uh, into a rabbit hole, right? So if there's if there's uh, one of the things that we definitely look to is like, is this a winnable campaign, right? Not that it has to be something where we're likely to win, because if we went by likely to win we probably wouldn't do much ever, but is there a shot here? And I think that running a socialist uh, in the general election on a Republican line against Andrew Cuomo is very unlikely to
0: If there's two things socialists hate, it is wasted labor and uh, the color blue or something. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't think of a second one.
2: Uh, well, uh, before we wrap up here, I wanted to talk a little bit about district attorneys. There was a piece in The Times, uh, which is all Times our Times of New York? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, uh, yeah, New York Times. And uh, it was about, it's called uh, Cyrus Vance and the Myth of the Progressive Prosecutor uh, by Josie Duffy Rice. Check it out. Uh, but basically outlining um, maybe some of the failures of Vance's uh, tenure as a... District attorney, for example, he never prosecuted Ivanka and Donald Trump for fraud. Uh, He never did anything about the allegations against Harvey Weinstein, even though he had uh, recorded evidence, which we've all heard now. Um, And then, you know, list some other examples about DAs in New Orleans and Los Angeles. And I guess what I'm I don't know if this is a growing trend, but a lot of these people are heralded as, um, you know, beacons of progressivism, progressive or potentially progressive uh, DAs. But that just doesn't seem to be reflected in, uh, I guess, their record. And is that just because the uh, structural restrictions of working as a DA? Is it possible to be a progressive DA? Um, Like, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm wondering if that's uh, realistic.
3: I mean, I I think when you look at someone like um, Larry Kramer, uh, not Larry Kramer, I'm sorry, is it? i I'm, I'm, I'm I just, Krasner right? Krasner, Larry Infinite? Krasner. I've been listening to uh, how to survive a plague, and so
1: oh, <laughs>
3: but yeah, as long uh, as it's not
1: Jim Kramer. not
3: Larry Kramer, but Larry Krasner. <laughs> I will. Um, you know, I or the
0: guy who plays Kramer.
3: I, I I I uh yeah no I do not support Michael Richards for for DA. <laughs>
0: um, uh, he's running for governor. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, like Larry Krasner. Like I believe that Larry Krasner might actually be a progressive prosecutor because he's interested in um like basically upending the system and uh like that i uh am i'm totally behind him like i think he's likely to 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 do well and you know and part of it is that he um uh uh you know talks about all of the not just you know it's like there's progressive um you know versus the the middle of like versus uh a typical da and then there's like actually genuinely progressive so for instance one of the big issues now that people are really starting to talk about that i think is great is that when we talk about criminal justice reform we can't just say nonviolent drug offenders because so many people are in prison for very long sentences for what we would consider violent crimes um you know things like assault uh battery domestic violence um and in order to really address mass incarceration, you have to be willing to sort of speak up for people who are quote-unquote violent offenders. Um, and so when you see someone who says, oh, I'm really interested in helping out our, like nonviolent drug offenders to like get treatment instead of prison, that sounds good, but it's, it's not a far-left position. And so I think there's a difference between people who use the language of progressivism without really putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, for me, I... Um, uh i a lot of my practice is criminal defense work on the appellate level and so kamala harris was literally the person whose name appeared on all of um uh the briefs that were trying to keep my clients in prison up until um you know she uh up until the beginning of this year um and she's the one who plays wonder woman exactly that's exactly (laughs) correct and in no way sexist or racist um and so the phones
2: are lighting up for that one.
3: Yeah. Uh yeah, no. US Senator, uh, but moonlights in a bikini. So um uh <laughs> she she is someone who, you know, it's like, oh, she's a progressive, but if you look at her criminal justice record, it is keeping black and brown people in prison. She did not support any of the three strikes reforms initiatives that that, that voters passed, like literally California voters who um have traditionally passed really horrible I mean, three strikes reform was passed at the ballot. I mean, three strikes law was passed at the ballot box. Um, the uh, California is one of the few blue states where the state constitution doesn't provide any extra protection for search and seizure, like against the cops. That was something that the voters passed. Um, all of these like horrible voter initiatives, and now California voters are actually starting to pass criminal justice reform, and they're ahead of Kamala Harris and other supposed progressives. So I think there are good people out there, like Krasner Um, I think the question is, when you look at what they're promising to do, is it uh, the kinds of things that people on the left are talking about as real reforms that that make a difference, or does it just sound good?
1: A lot to ponder there. Uh, Well, I wanted to uh, close on a question. I mean, we obviously have an election coming up on Tuesday. This is going to be a big one for uh, DSA. A lot of people who are um, going forward with the thesis that yes, putting left, uh, progressive p- politicians on the ballot, putting those policies up for a vote, uh, will bring success to uh the left electorally and politically. Um, to what extent do you think this election 2017, the ones we've had so far, and for the rest of the year, uh, what do you th- how much are they going to be a sort of a a uh, fire? a a,
0: Fire, a barn burner or a barn
1: burner no 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 what what's the term like a dry run a dry run or uh, as lennon would say a dress rehearsal for right. uh elections coming up in 2018 and 2020
3: I mean i think that that every every you know election is a learning experience for the next one but um you know mm-hmm. in many ways like especially across the country uh these municipal elections are ones where we stand a real chance of being able to affect the outcome so i don't think they're necessarily a dress rehearsal just because the landscape may look a lot different depending on what candidates there are out there but you know nyc dsa has like you know it's the largest chapter we you know turned out enough people that we could have that we can sway a city council primary in new york city and you know it's a, it's a not a tiny election but it's still pretty small in the grand scheme of things and so in some sense i think this year may have been the year where where folks had the most opportunity um and do have the most opportunity and you know so for instance both in new york city where where cotter in the primary cotter Elliott team in the primary and jabari right now in the general are benefiting from the public funding that that exists on the city level but not the state Uh, similarly in washington state um seattle has these democracy vouchers with john grant a dsa candidate out there for city council is relying upon so there are a lot of structural reasons why this year might actually be uh the main event (laughs) uh in terms of like where people are gonna be able to make the most difference
0: yeah we're a big deal we love it (laughs)
1: Well, we shall see. Our fingers are going to be crossed from now until Tuesday. Everyone in the room right now, uh, we're crossing them. We're not, yeah, uncrossing go them for another few days. Go and do days. a GOTV shift. Uh, yes, what's uh, on Tuesday? I have Tuesday off. Yeah, yeah. for Jabari. Uh, yeah, we um, data entered. Last week.
0: I did some text banking, which is uh it's it's maybe my least favorite form of banking now. Yeah, it's it's all good,
3: but <laughs> the the best thing to do is go out and knock on a door, have a conversation with a neighbor, encourage them to vote. GOTV is Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I'm sure they'd love to see all of you out there on the doors.
1: Hell yeah. Right. Yeah, if you're right. listening, please uh register and where can people find uh ways to, to volunteer?
3: Uh I should have the URL ready, but I don't. Uh if you go to Uh, If you just look for, if you go to Facebook and you search for New York City Political Committee, um, you'll find uh, the Facebook group that'll have links to how to sign up.
0: And if you're listening and you don't live in New York, uh, tough. Tough luck. Well, what I'll say is
3: that, that there New are New York there right now there are many uh, DSA endorsed candidates on the local level running all across the country, but there are four others other than Jabari who are nationally endorsed, and that's John Grant in Seattle, Ginger Jensen in uh, Minneapolis, um, uh, J.T. Scott in uh, Cambridge. I want to say one of the one of the other or maybe Somerville, uh, and in, in the Boston area, and then uh, Tristan Rader in Lakewood near Cleveland, Ohio. And if you go to uh, any of their campaign websites, I'm sure you'll find a way to plug in.
0: All right. Well, it's been wonderful having you. Thank you so much yeah, for coming happy. on. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you changed my vote on uh, ConCon. I'm now
2: pro-ConCon.
0: Pro-ConCon. Right.
2: <laughs> I just like saying it.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm going to
3: do it. <laughs> unfortunately con 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 is a little is a little more fun but yeah I think we can we can verse through on this
0: all right and uh right. if you're a regular listener to the show you know our next live stand-up show benefiting dsa is november 18th so come out to that we just put up a facebook event and it's going to be real 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 good uh we worked with renee before for a different one all right so that's the show